we're starting a very special series on the Bangsamoro. Uh, this is uh, made possible uh, by the uh, Institute for Autonomy and Governance. Uh, in particular, its program called Enhancing Political Dialogue for Inclusive Transition and Institutions in the Bangsamoro. And of course, with, uh, with the help of Australian aid. Now, before I introduce to you our, our, our guest for this uh, initial uh, episode or podcast on the Bangsamoro series, uh, let's lay down the, the facts first. So in 2014, the Philippine government signed this uh, landmark peace agreement with the Moro Islamic Liberation Front. It's the uh, largest Muslim rebel group in the Philippines. But again, it took a while before uh, the, the, the peace agreement was actually implemented. Uh, they had to wait before the Bangsamoro Organic Law was enacted by Congress. Of course, we know what happened uh, in the uh, Mama Sapano encounter um, in 2015. Now, the question now is, after more than a year, uh, of leading the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, this erstwhile, uh, this former revolutionary group, the Moro Islamic Liberation Front, how are they faring? And uh, how much of a pressure are they encounter or encountering in terms of providing concrete results as the leader of this Bangsamoro Transition Authority? And that are the three years given to the uh, Bangsamoro Transition Authority enough for them to complete the promises and the commitments made as part of the peace agreement before the first regular elections in the Bangsamoro in 2022. Now, for this very first episode in our Bangsamoro series, we're delighted, we're privileged to have with us today, or this week, uh, Chairman uh, Al-Hajj Murad Ibrahim. Of course, he was the chairman of the uh, Moro Islamic Liberation Front and is now the uh, interim uh, chief minister of the Bangsamoro Transition Authority. This is the interim government uh, that will govern the Bangsamoro until 2022. Thank you very much, uh, Chairman Murad, for joining us on this podcast and welcome to our podcaster. Thank you, Kristen. So, uh, thank you for inviting us and uh, thank you for sharing for this uh, program. Okay. And thank you to our viewers. Okay. So it's been more than a year since uh, the new Bangsamoro government was inaugurated. Uh, I remember I asked you this uh, during the first few, uh, I think, weeks right after uh, the plebiscite last year. I was asking about your transition. I think this is a good time to talk about your transition from a longtime rebel, a combatant, to an actual governor or ruler of the Bangsamoro. So, so far, how has the adjustment been? Thank you, uh, Christian. Uh, actually, as I have mentioned before, we already anticipated that uh, there will be uh, difficult challenges ahead. Firstly, internal on us, being revolutionary, turned into government, uh, 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 government uh, uh, rulers, so that is uh, actually because the, the, although as far as leadership is concerned, there is similarity, of course, but then the structure and uh, the, uh, the policies and uh, all the system is very much uh, different from a revolutionary organization to governance. Like so what, that sir? is the first challenge. Mm. Uh, like, for example, uh, you will have to uh, you will have to create your own bureaucracy. You have to create your uh, own structure. So that that is the second part. Uh, aside from the personal adjustment, when you are a revolutionary, you dictate the time. You dictate the, what you do. You dictate, but, uh, but then as a uh, government, uh, then you are dictated by the policy, you are dictated by the law. So uh, those are necessary adjustments. So we have to take. In your case, now, sir, uh, in your yeah. case, uh, what was your biggest adjustment personally as a longtime rebel, revolutionary? And then all of a sudden, you're now heading this, uh, this new reconstituted um, uh, region in the Bangsamoro. Well, first of all, uh, as revolutionary, I don't, I don't hold any uh, office in one place. I move from one place to another. And uh, 
there, there is no there is no fixed uh, uh, seat of the government, seat of the revolutionary government. But uh, then, so uh, in also our, in our dealing with our people, uh, during the time when we are uh, in the revolution, most of our people are coming to us uh, sometimes asking what they can help in order to move forward for the for the struggle of the bank tomorrow so now as government uh, uh, as in the government people come to you seeking for help because they expect that uh, now when you are in the government and you 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 are uh, dedicated to the service for the people mm. so meaning as a revolutionary they don't expect much of you as far as your services because uh, they know that you are still a revolutionary but when you are in a government people will expect that you can deliver services and you can uh, uh, deliver to them. So that, that is one challenge that we have, uh, a difficult challenge that we have to address. We need to ensure that people are satisfied that we are working for them. How big is this pressure uh, on your part? I mean, the, the, the pressure of... Uh, showing results to the people. We know that this has been a long struggle. 17 years, the final peace, uh, no, no, not the final, but the peace agreement was signed, of course, in 2014. Then Mama Sapano happened, and finally the plebiscite happened uh, last year. Then, of course, you yourself mentioned, I, I can only imagine how immense the pressure is, about right? People, your people might be, or are force asking, what do you have to show for us after more than a year? So, so say in your person, uh, how big a pressure is this? Yeah, that is true, uh, Christian, because even before we got, we were in the government, people were already very optimistic. The, the optimism is very high. They are expecting that uh, when we are in the government, then everything will, uh, will uh, follow. That is meaning these uh, the services and the, the, the good things that they expect will follow. But then they do not understand that uh, 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 they, they don't uh, partly realize that uh, there is no automatic. We have to work first uh, in the government to build all the facilities in order to deliver services. We have to uh, strengthen the government in order that uh, we can really deliver. Uh, so. This needs time in order to uh, do it. We, you cannot uh, do it overnight because uh, this is a diff very difficult. And then turning the uh, the homeland, which is uh, which has been devastated uh, for decades, you know, uh, introducing progress and development is really very challenging mm -hmm. and that we have to explain to our people and so far animus mahirab chairman murad uh, <laughs> running a revolutionary government or in this case running an actual government revolutionary well, organization actually, rather well for me uh, as far as the can as far as far as the uh, pressure uh, more, more pressure is in the government than you are a revolutionary. Because uh, as a revolutionary, uh, you're not expected much. While when you're in the government, then there are more, more, more and more uh, expectations from you. They have uh, less sleep these days uh, as the interim chief minister compared to when you were heading the more Islamic liberation front? Well, actually, the reality is I, uh, I work uh, 20, 24 hours a day, seven times a week, because uh, 
<laughs> during during Saturdays and Sundays, I hold office in Darapanan to entertain the problem of our people, the more Islamic liberation front. So usually I hold uh, regularly offices in Darapanan uh, for Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so let's talk about what has been achieved so far under your leadership uh, of the Bangsamoro Autonomous. No, let's use the Bangsamoro Transition Authority, which is heading the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao. Of course, we know that you were not, uh, you didn't start from scratch. You had the available resources coming from the uh, Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao. But of course, I remember one of the biggest issues early on was money. How was that addressed? For example, block grant. There was a time when you were operating on the budget uh, allocated for the arm, right? Yeah, the remaining. So actually, uh, the big challenge in the governance is uh, first, we have to turn, we have to uh, realign the uh, government structure and the bureaucracy. Because now, we have a uh, parliamentary ministerial form of government. So there, there, there is a variance be between the uh, ARMM setup and our setup today. And then uh, in the bureaucracy, because now we, we, our main, main advocacy is introducing uh, uh, moral governance, meaning uh, it's not only gov uh, good governance that is more than more than that. We, we we need to reach a level of governance which is really uh, uh, a high level of governance, and we will be we will be needing people in the bureaucracy in order to achieve that, because we alone cannot achieve this without the help of the bureaucracy. So. Now, that is why we opted that uh, there will be uh, abolition of the bureaucracy, the entire bureaucracy. And then we hired in a new bureaucracy uh, through the job portal. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, that is our main task for, for the... Uh, for the past months, well, about one year, to structure the government, to structure the bureaucracy, and to make uh, introduce uh, several policies and programs that would really address uh, our uh, our the, the concern of our people and our own concern. Okay, so okay. let's go there to the, I think that goes uh, to the issue of human resources, right? You basically yes. uh, are restructuring the Bangsamoro government from arm yes. to barm. So how yes. many of the employees of arm uh, did, you absor uh, did you absorb? And how many more uh, vacant seats or posts need to be filled up? Actually, what we did is uh, we retain all the accountable uh, accountable uh, employees, uh, we, we, we retained them, extended them, uh, because all, all was, uh, uh, all, all the position was uh, vacated, but then we have to extend those who are accountable because uh, it, will, it would uh, be, once we, uh, we include the accountable person, then the bureaucracy will, uh, will, uh, will stop in mm -hmm. functioning. So we need to maintain. So we have about 30% was uh, extended uh, for their stay. Then uh, we move on to the hiring of new uh, processing the portal. But then uh, because of the pandemic also, Malaking challenge yung pag-process sa portal. So, so how many matay. seats are still available? Now, for now, uh, at least we have hired uh, about uh, about uh, almost two-thirds already. So, you so only we have... still need mm -hmm. another one-third for I hiring. Ilan yun, most likely? 
I mean, how many seats? Because I'm asking these questions for our viewers and listeners to get a sense of how difficult it is to run a new region in Muslim Mindanao. Because you're talking about the government, you're talking about uh, seats or vacant posts that need to be filled up during a specific period. So you have a deadline, right? Yes. About 1,000 to 2,000 employees are involved. Uh, yung hindi pa napupunan. Na yung hindi pa napupunan is uh, about uh, about 300. Ah, okay. So, konti na lang po lang. One-third one third na lang. One-third okay. one one na lang. Okay. Now, how how strict are you in terms of screening applicants using that job uh, portal? Because I think there were a lot of applicants there, rightly so. Understandably yes, yes. so. They wanted to join the new government. Um, mm. pero how, how strict are you? Because I think one of the recommendations early on was for the new Bangsamora government to uh, put in experts, very competent people to run the new government. Mm. Yeah, that is the reason why we opted for portal because uh, that we can we can have a free hand in selecting uh, those qualified people. So uh, the process in the portal is uh, all the applicants will be uh, reviewed kung sino yung nakaabot ng minimal na qualification of the position they are applying. Then we let them take examination. Pag nakapasa sila, then they will be uh, uh, undergoing interview. From the under, uh, interview, then we will select the top, uh, 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 top 10 and from the top 10, we reduce it into top five. So that uh, from that uh, top five, then uh, uh, there will be the, the final selection. And what we did is uh, for salary grade 25 above, the final selection will be in my office. Mm. For, the, for the 24 and below, in the ministry, office of the ministries, ministers. Okay, so still, process. But, but they still have uh, time to handle all those things. Of course, I know that you are the chief, uh, the interim chief minister. But I mean, there's a lot of things on your plate already, no? But these are these are things yes, that you also yeah. need to deal with. Well, uh, we we have people to assist uh, also, and uh, especially even those uh, extended uh, employees can also assist. Okay. How about sir, yung ano, yung mga dating employees ng ARM, can they still apply for slots in the new BARM? Yes, they are open to apply in the uh, in the welcome, in the uh, job portal. Including, so, rin nang nakapasok sa kanila. Including those who have been given uh, retirement packages, tama? Di ba may mga retire din? Oh, no. Pero ang condition ng DVM is. Uh, uh, they can apply if they qualify and they are employed, then they will have to uh, return back the uh, economic package extended to it. Ah, the ibabalik nila. Ibabalik, ibabalik nila. nila. Ibabalik yung separation package. Mm -hmm. pero, pero yung ano, let's say they get hard at the uh, in the barm, saan magsisimula yung bilang na employment nila? Start from scratch, from zero, or tuloy-tuloy yung employment mm -hmm. years nila from arm? Because uh, that's important sa retirement uh, package computation, mm -hmm. the oh, years oh, of mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. Yes, tuloy-tuloy. Because counted naman yung government services during the arm. Then okay. counted din yung sabahin. Now, speaking of the Department of Budget and Management, this is one of the crucial agencies of government that you need to deal with now. Yung sa block grant, I understand the block grant allocated in the 2020 national budget, correct me if I'm wrong, that's 65.3 billion pesos, right? So has, the, has this been released? And saan siya ginamit so far? Sa ngayon is we still have to, we only received, the, the, the download, kasi dapat dyan is provided by law, it is uh, comprehensive and collective ang pag-download nila. Ibig sabihin, the whole year will be downloaded to us. Isang bagsak. Uh, isang bagsak. Okay. Kaya lang, 
Ang problema ng, sabi ng BBM, no, nung nag-uusap kami, sabi nila, ang problema natin, wala tayong cash. Mm. Because the cash is, uh, pero sabi namin, that has to be from the saving of the government for the last uh, three years. Uh, kasi ang computation is uh, last, uh, last fiscal year, ang computation. Pero kaya sabi nila no, because uh, you, you know the situation, wala, wala tayong kwan. So, ang nangyari, uh, dalawang quarter ang may uh, download nila. This uh, two quarters. So, so how Meaning, much is that? Pang, uh, about, uh, about half of the 65 uh, uh, billion. But mm. during the uh, remainder of 2019, Diba, the, the, the new Bangsamoro government was uh, inaugurated in March 2019. Mm-hmm. What was the fund that you used? Yun yung 32 billion, if I'm not mistaken, from ARM? Carryover fund, tama ba? Yeah, yeah yung carryover fund ang nagamit namin. So, hindi muna namin nagamit yung black grant. Uh, nagamit yung black grant that you didn't get in 2019? Oh, kasi, kasi huli rin na, kwan, eh, na, na-download na sa amin mga March or April na okay. download sa amin. So, so yung uh, the amount of uh, 65.3 billion block grant is this fixed already? Every year? No, it's the amount? No, kanyan. Because it is computed from the net uh, uh, taxes collection of the national government and custom fees. So, Uh, 5% of that. Mm-hmm. So, usually increasing naman ang collection ng government, national government. So, it is expected na may uh, increasing. Then there is the additional fund na yung uh, special development fund. Yeah. How much is that, Para, by the way? 50 billion spread over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, 5 billion each year. To be, so used ngayon, for, mm, to be used for areas uh, devastated by the conflict, yeah, right? Yeah, conflict. Oh, para medyo kasi uh, yung region namin is uh, the lowest as far as uh, so uh, kailangan makahawol tayo sa ibang region. So, uh-huh. ang, uh, so, so example, the 65.3 billion block grant for 2020, uh, how was it allocated? Saan siya ginamit? Yung, uh, now we have uh, already completed our development plan. So, yung development plan is uh, uh, unang-una, ang guideline namin doon ay yung four priorities na gusto namin sa transition period. One is uh, education. Pangalawa is uh, uh, medical and health. Pangatlo is uh, social services and pangapat is infrastructure. So, doon nag-target yung uh, Bangsamoro Development Plan for the 20, uh, 2020 to 2022. Tapos na ito na ipasa sa parliament. So, this is the guideline now. So, uh, doon sa apat na yun, mayroon din mga component na, na uh, ibang kwan na uh, but more on that four four elements in so, education so, okay so for ano uh, for our viewers for our listeners for them to get a real sense of how the money has been spent for example if you talk about education if you talk about medical services ano yung mga benepisyo nakuha nila or nakukuha nila so far from that uh, block grant Young education is uh, more on uh, developing the educational uh, system, pati yung mga structure, yung mga eskwilahan, mga classrooms. Uh, but, uh, classrooms, more classrooms, more dormitories, doon sa mga kwan. And then uh, improve, the, uh, kwan, improve the standard of the schools and then build in more schools. Uh, kasi marami pang hindi naka, naka-avail ng one and then scholarship. Okay. So can you, oh, can you give us uh, a figure at least? For example, how many scholars have benefited so far from the block grant? 
how many teachers were hired, how many additional classrooms or schools have been built? Uh, actually, uh, wala akong uh, record ngayon. Kaya lang ang, but the, the budget for uh, 2020 for the education is uh, almost 20 billion for education. Mm. So, galing sa Black Grant yan? Galing sa Black Grant yan. Do you also Then, follow yun sa, ano, sir, yun sa Constitution na dapat the biggest uh, allocation of the national budget by the government, no? Dapat sa education, no? Ganon din sa BARM? Uh, Or not necessary? Oh, ganon din, ganon din. Pero hindi naman kailangan i-follow namin yun, but we also see the needs for education as the main uh, main challenge dito sa amin. Kasi maraming hindi, lalong-lalo na, during the conflict, hindi nakapag-aral yung mga uh, namin, yung mga uh, kabataan. So, many are not uh, left in school. Okay, how about the process of release of the budget? Uh, have you encountered difficulties or problems? I remember kasi this was one of the issues raised when you guys were deliberating or pushing for Enyo bang Samoro to na Muslim and Muslim Mindanao? He didn't want to be dependent on the national government for money. But earlier, sabi nyo nga, di ba? You were told na mm-hmm. hindi kayang ibigay ng isang bagsak yung block grant. But aside from mm-hmm. that, yung, I mean, the, the process, is it actually tedious? Kumbaga, dumadaan ba kayo sa butas ng karayom for you, for you to get at least a chunk or a portion of the budget? Actually, ang medyo kwan lang, medyo improvement lang is we are only dealing with DBMA. Hindi na kailangan mag hindi na hindi kagaya ng kwan, ARMM. They are going to Congress, they have to go to Congress and they have to go to Senate. Yung amin We go directly to DBM. Wala, wala na yung kwan. Wala nang process uh, Congress. So, it is uh, far kwan. Uh, hindi masyadong complicated because we are only dealing with one office. The DBM and the, the, uh, then uh, kung meron yung kwan, uh, uh, Department of Finance. Okay. How about yung anam? Of course, Marawi. Uh, people there get restless. Uh, getting impatient, understandably, because of the length of time before the rehabilitation and reconstruction are completed. Uh, you set aside fund, right? You have your own program coming from the Bangsamoro government for Marawi. Talk to us about it. Actually, ang challenge sa amin is hindi kami kasama doon sa task force ng Marawi. Hindi kasama ang bar. So, ang nangyari, dahil hindi kami kasama, so hindi kami nakaparticipate doon sa kanila. And then, then, we have to wait for them kasi uh, ayaw namin maduplicate yung kanilang programa na gagawa kami ng aming programa na that will duplicate the uh, program of the Task Force Bangon Marawi. So, uh, just uh, three months ago, nag-request na kami sa kanila Bigyan kami ng kwan, kopya ng mga programa nila for Marawi para maging guideline namin kasi ang napag-usapan namin ni Presidente nung mag-audience kami sa kanya is uh, one time na mag-audience kami sa kanya. Sabi, sabi namin, hindi na kami sasali. We will not demand uh, inclusion in the task force. Pero ang gusto na namin, we, we will be permitted to implement uh, programs and projects in the area without duplicating the program of the task force. So, pinayagan naman kami na ganun. So, kailangan lang namin makita kung ano yung programa na i-implement nila so that we cannot also run. But, initially, we have already uh, kwan, nag-allocate kami ng 500 million for the rehabilitation ng kwan. Sa ngayon, hindi pa yun na nagagalaw dahil nga sa uh, hindi pa namin hindi pa masyadong kwan yung co- coordination with the task force kung ano yung uh, mga programa na i-implement nila. Pero bakit gano'n na uh, Chairman Morad? Hindi ba siya, isn't that a bit ano, frustrating at least? Kasi nga, logically, the BARM, the BTA should have been involved, right? In the reconstruction and oh, rehab ha. of Marawi. Sa era nyo nangyari hmm. yun, di ba? Pero ngayon, you're, you're, you're oh, waiting yeah. for proper coordination coming from the national government even if you already set aside 500 million? 
I mean, matagal na. It's yung been more than three years. namin na kasi hindi rin namin alam kung bakit uh, ganun ang pag-create ng Kwan. Uh, task Force Bangon, Marawi. Kasi nakikita rin namin na pati yung mga cabinet member ni Presidente na Tagalanaw, taga hindi rin nakasali doon sa Kwan. Hindi nakasali doon sa Task Force Bangon, Marawi. So, mm-hmm. medyo Kwan din uh, kung bakit uh, hindi rin namin masyadong maintindihan kung bakit ganon. But, kasi sabi namin, pag nag-assert pa tayo, ay la, baka lalong Kwan eh. Kasi ang tingin din namin, uh, with due respect sa, kay, sa Task Force Bangun Marawi, medyo mahina rin ng kwa nila. Very, very slow pa rin. Kasi hanggang ngayon, wala pa naman silang kwa. Nakasimula lang sila ngayon, bago lang, pero kwa. So gusto namin na, as long as we know already, kung ano yung mga project na i-implement nila, kami na lang mag-implement ang aming pra, pra, projects. By, by the way, sir, yung uh, budget that you set aside for the rehabilitation of Marawi, did this come from the Special Development Fund or from somewhere else? From, from the fund. No, sa kwan sa bulk block grant. Ah, block grant. So, but, but technically, can the S, uh, Special Development Fund, SDF, can that be used for Marawi rehabilitation? Because that was also torn, torn, torn by conflict then, di ba? Yeah, yeah. Pwede namin gamitin doon. Uh, actually, ngayon pa lang namin ginawa yung plan sa, kasi huli naka-download sa amin yung uh, Special Development Plan. Yung Special Development Plan for this year, 2020, is 5 billion. So yun ang uh, naiprograma namin ngayon, yung 5 billion. Pero hindi naman namin pwedeng i-concentrate lang doon sa Marawi. Mm-hmm. We have to uh, let also the other affected area na uh, mabigyan din sila. Uh, sa ngayon ay uh, naka-line up ngayon ang mga programa namin. Uh, especially, isa rin na naging challenge namin yung COVID-19, pagdating ang COVID-19. Uh, ang maganda lang na kuan kasi uh, hindi na kami kailangan mag-realign ng, mag-realign ng kuan. Uh, budget na kagaya nung ARM, kailangan pumunta pa sila sa Congress para i-request na ma-realign ang budget. Yung sa amin din, automatic kami na nagkuan. So, sa budget namin noon, uh, medyo malaki ang contingency fund. So, uh, marami rin nag-question, bakit ganun? Sabi namin, We do not, uh, hindi pa namin alam kung ano ang mangyayari sa government because this is a new government. So, kailangan mayroong contingency na hindi pa naka-program so that any, any, anything that will arise, ay easily we can get from the contingency fund. How much, Ngayon, is, that? How much is the contingency fund? Uh, contingency fund is uh, uh, around uh, 15 billion. 1.5 billion. Yes. Uh-huh. Kasi ordinarily, Chairman Murad, sa discussion sa National Budget in Congress, yung contingency fund, which is not programmed, you mentioned, no? That can mm. easily be construed as pork barrel. So, yun ah, ang bintang. Hindi, na, <laughs> hindi, pero baka yun ang inisip ng iba dyan, pork barrel ng BDA. Oo, na nga, hindi. hindi. <laughs> Actually, ang nangyari nga, uh, yun ang naging very kwan na, na noong magkaroon ng pandemic, automatic yun ang nagamit namin sa uh, response sa pandemic. Kaya, among the regions, kami ang una-unang naka-response ng guan uh, sa COVID-19 because we can easily get the money because mayroon ng guan. Nandun na yung budget namin. And so far, it's under control, the COVID cases in the Bansamora. Yeah. yeah, under control naman. So far, uh, wala naman guan compared to other regions. Tingin namin, moderate naman kami. Hindi naman okay. masyadong Now, let's go to the issue of legislation. Um, I mean, is it really a functioning parliament? I'd like you to respond to this because some of the comments I've heard regarding the workings of the parliament. Because again, this is also important for our audience to understand. This is a very important test case. If, let's say, down the line, let's say a subsequent administration would like to uh, explore the possibility of coming up with, with a parliamentary government. I mean, for the entire Philippines, diba? 
this could serve mm. as a test case, how it is being implemented in the Bangsamoro. So again, people are looking at the example of the Bangsamoro here. But one of the comments I've heard before, I heard before was that parang dominated daw ng MILF pa rin yung parliament in terms of processes. Parang bang hindi nagpapunction yung parties or uh, sectors represented supposedly within the parliament. Kasi nga, I suppose all of you are still adjusting. How, how do you respond to that? Mm. No, actually, wala namang kwan. There is no domination in the, in the parliament. Except lang na kasi uh, ang rule talaga ng parliament is kwan, uh, majority. So, uh, kami ang majority, the MNLF, MILF is majority. 41. So, yeah, 41. So, we are, we are, we are the majority. So, ka, amin ang uh, majority floor leader, kami mag-appoint ng speaker, kami mag-appoint ng kwan, uh, 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 yung ma- ma- majority floor leader, and then, uh, Uh, minority floor leader so pan uh, uh, basically pero ang kan naman is uh, kasi lahat ng legislation uh, primarily coming from the cabinet mm-hmm. kasi yun ang primary muna but any kan any member of the parliament can uh, sponsor a uh, resolution can sponsor a bill Uh, pero uh, hindi namin isa certify na urgent bill so it will go through the normal process pagka cabinet bill isa certify namin ito na kwan urgent bill so uh, it will it will kwan then uh, ngayon sa ngayon ang naging focus namin is yung party uh, par, par, priority uh, Uh, code na kailangan namin magawa. Sa ngayon ay naipasa namin ang administrative code. Yun ang pinaka kwan, pinaka main kwan, main uh, main code na kailangan na maipasa. And the basic, dahil, the basic, di ba? Uh, the basic. Oh, you need tataka, that. Yun ang mag-define sa pagtakbo ng gobyerno o pagtakbo ng kwan, bureaucracy. So, naipasa na namin uh, Very, uh, very, very encouraging at least. Maganda yung kwan. Uh, at least no, no opposition, no, no, no vote, no abstention. Lahat ay bumoto sa uh, kwan. So, ngayon, susunod yung uh, lima. Meron ng nakafile na yung civil service code, nakafile na yung local government code, nakafile na yung uh, uh, education code, Revenue. And then revenue code. And then... Uh, electoral code. Uh, electoral code. So, so yeah. Electoral code. Do you have time to finish all those remaining codes? Because it took, it took you a while to, 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 to finish, to enact the administrative code. Kasi ang ginawa namin is uh, sabay-sabay namin ginawa. Hindi one by one. Sabay-sabay ginawa. Uh, we form uh, every ministry inassign namin sa kanya itong gagawin ninyo. Then, uh, yung mga pa- membro ng parliament, tumulong na lang doon sa pag-draft uh, ng kwan. So, ngayon, natapos namin, uh, almost all also are fa- completed already. Kaya, uh-huh. we are still confident na within this year, uh, mapasa namin o the list is very early next year. First quarter of 2021. Yeah, first quarter of 2022. Yeah, because you need all these codes. Tapos also in preparation for the first regular elections in the Bangsamoro in 2022. Yes. Of course, you would need 2022. the electoral code. Yes, we have the electoral code. How about, sir, the party building process? I mean, you have the United Bangsamoro Justice Party, right? But, I mean, from outsiders, I, I, I suppose also from some insiders within the Bangsamoro, so well, there's this feeling that... Is it the party that is functioning or is it still the MILF? Again, as part of the adjustment process. No, actually, ang naging kwan lang kasi naging policy namin na we will build a political party 
Pero yung MILF is automatic na member of the hmm. political party. So kaya, kung titignan ninyo, initial organization, karamihan pa rin MILF ang nandyan. But then, uh, we are expanding to the other, uh, open naman ito sa lahat. Open naman ito na kwan. So now, uh, we are in the process of finalizing, kasi ang ginawa namin, interim na setup muna. So now, uh, yung interim na setup is more MILF lahat ang nakapuesto. Almost uh, lahat. Now, ay, kwan, uh, nag-issue na ko ng kwan na uh, memorandum na yung interim na setup will be ab abolished na then mag-organize mag, uh, uh, mag ng bago. Then the process of organization is uh, magkakaroon ng uh, assembly in every barangay, assembly in the municipality, assembly in the province para sila ang magpipili ng kwan. So everybody is open for that as long as they will tow the policy. When will this happen? Uh, this will happen uh, early, early one, early uh, next year. Next year. So, so ibig sabihin lahat ng mga nakapong naka MILF, assuming na siguro, let's say sila mapili sa mga barangay, they would remain mm. with the party. Tama yeah, na? they will remain with the party. Oh. Pero they can And then be... at saka, uh, membro pa rin sila kahit na hindi sila mapiling officer, but they are member of the party. So, so so far, how how big is the United Bangsamoro Justice Party? Ah, uh, sa ngayon, ah, uh, may kasi kung bibilangin lang kahit na MILF lang, eh, by the kwan na, uh, by the aabot na ng mga 1 million ang membership. Ah, members um, of the party. Yeah, members of the party. So, so far, this is the biggest in the Bangsamoro, right? Yeah, so far, na so far for the for the moment, eh. Kasi yung karamihan yan, mga pa provincial kwan lang ang scope nila. Yung, uh, yung I mean regional. By the way, sir, dun sa recommendation by the Mindanao People's Caucus, um, are you in favor of the recommendation to extend the transition period from 2022 to 2025? Give it the the, the the enormous responsibilities that remain for the BTA? Actually nga, ang tingin namin, kasi yung, yung kwan, nakita namin yung review nila, uh, we see na talagang very comprehensive yung pag-analyze nila. Now, uh, ang challenge kasi dito is, we have two tracks in the uh, in this uh, in the peace process. Dalawa yung track na kwan. The first track will be the governance aspect. Ito na yung pagpatayon ng Bangsamoro, uh, autonomous government in Muslim Mindanao, pag-organize ng mga kwan. So that is the other track. But there is the other track na more comprehensive. Itong normalization track. Yeah. Dito sa normalization, dyan yung decommissioning ng uh, Armed Forces, uh, BIAF, Bangsamoro Islamic Armed Forces. Then, uh, uh, dismantling of the Kwan, uh, private armies. Then, uh, pagpatayong ng uh, police force for the region. Then, uh, nandyan din yung uh, rehabilit, uh, 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 rehabilitation and, uh, ng mga combatants after they are decommissioned. So, uh, lahat ng ito, yung amnesty pa, nandyan pa rin ang amnesty. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, maraming yung naka-tied up doon sa normalization. Yeah, so, tingin pa namin, mm -hmm. oh, tangin, tingin namin, talagang pag nag, nagkaroon ng election, ang mangyari, ma-sideline na yung normalization na hindi ma-implement. Hindi ma so, yun, yun ang magiging problema natin. So, kaya sa amin, nakita namin ang, ang kwan, yung uh, wisdom na talagang kung uh, papayag si Presidente at papayag ang kwan, papayag ang legislative, 
ay kasi very short naman itong three years eh. Kaya mo na, one year, uh, parang uh, pinatayo lang namin ang bahay. Then uh, next year, second year, ay pa, doon pa kami magsisimula. Then pagka may election sa third year, uh, sa kwan, after third year, third year focus na kami sa election. Paano mag-prepare sa election? So that will be very kwan sa amin. So kaya nga, uh, sa amin, we, we, kwan, uh, we endorse yung uh, recommendation ng uh, civil society so, na ma-extend. Okay, so for another three years, from 2022 to 2025, you, you agree to oh, that? Oh, kasi, yeah, originally naman, yun din ang position namin in the negotiation na six years, at least six years. Uh, kasi, kung titinan nyo, all over the world, yung mga nagkaroon ng negotiation na ganito, uh, sovereign-based uh, sovereign negotiation, uh, mahaba ang transition. Meron pa ngang 15 years, meron uh, 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 10 years, meron kanda. So, ang, uh, ang pinaka-shortest na nakuha namin sa mga experience ng mga ibang kuhan is 6 years. Pero itong atin, yun na nga, 3 years lang. Oo nga, kasi nagkaroon na. No? We, we, we know what happened because there was a problem with the negotiations yes. before, di ba? So the yes, original yes. target of 6 years was reduced to, mm. to 3 years. Oh, compromise. Uh, pero sige, let's talk about the, the normalization process. So how is it decommissioning so far? Kasi I remember, there are those, or, there are, there are those are also still doubting whether there would be an actual decommission, diba? especially when they look at the uh, initial batches of uh, firearms that were uh, decommissioned. So, so ngayon, mm. let, give us an update on the decommissioning process. Actually, ang decommission namin is, uh, our tar- target is uh, 40,000 uh, combatants ang naisa napagkasunduan na kwan because that is our regular combatants. Okay, so ilan so na yung, yung na-decommission? 40. Ang na-decommission pa lang is 12,000. So, supposed to be, uh, after this, 12,000, mayroon ng 14,000 na susunod and then another 14,000 na kwan naman. So, all in all, mag down to 40,000 na. Now, uh, uh, so, ang problema ngayon, ang kasunduan is, uh, the, the, those decommission combatants will be, uh, the government will extend them uh, assistance para they can go back to civilian mm. lab. So, may cash grant dyan, di ba? May cash grant. May cash grant, mayroong mga economic packages. So, all, all, all in all, ang naging, uh, naging promise nila sa amin is 1 million each combatant. Okay. So, ngayon, yung first phase, kasi first phase pa lang ito eh. Mayroon tayong nauna, pero that is symbolic only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ito yung first phase, itong 12,000. Ito yung last year? Now, uh, last year. Yung, so, Ang naging problema, one, yung, yung cash lang na 100,000 ang naibigay. Yung economic packages ay wala pa rin. No, hanggang ngayon ay hindi pa rin. So, uh, yun ang naging challenge namin is paano i-convince yung susunod na magkwan. Sabi nyo ba, naman nangyari doon sa nauna. Kaya nun uh, mag-decommission pa tayo. So, that is why we are uh, talking with the uh, OPOP. No? Kailangan na talagang may deliver yung kwan. Kasi ang problema pala nila, walang nakalaan na budget doon sa uh, ibibigay sa mga decommission combatant. Wait, so kung 40,000... So, so, sorry, sir. So kung 40,000 ang uh, target, supposedly 1 million each. And then dun pala sa initial batch hmm. of 12,000 combatants, hindi pa nabigay hmm. actually 1 million. So may problema. Ay, hindi ba? Oo. <laughs> so, so technically, hindi pa sila na-decommission. Na- Is that correct? 
decommission na yung first at least uh, kasi nakana yung nagka-turnover na nila yung arbas nila. Yung as in 12,000 combatants? 12,000? Huh? 12,000? Uh, oh, yun. 12,000. Oh, 12,000 combatants. So, wala na silang barel? Ah, uh, wala na. Sa ngayon, wala na. Of course, they can still have their personal firearms, diba? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay, so have you, have you spoken with... Pero have you spoken with the DBM for uh, regarding this? I mean, can they set aside fund for this? Kasi nga, uh, as you mentioned, this could discourage other combatants from going uh, through the decommissioning process, which is very important in the, uh, yeah, in the peace yeah. process. Yes, yes. That is the main one of the peace process also. Kinausap, uh, kasi ito, it remains fine na ang issue should be discussed by the implementing panels, yung the long implementing panels, kasi hindi pa yung nadisaguan. And then, also in the IGR, Intergovernmental Relation Body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, yun ang kuha namin ngayon. So, it has been already uh, forwarded to them. Uh, sabi nila, kasi ang gagawin pala nila, yung mga department, yun ang... Uh, doon nila kukunin sa budget ng mga department na i-allot nila ito, ito, itong kwan. Mga halimbawa, housing, doon nila kukunin sa department ng kwan. Scholarship doon nila sa deep ed kukunin. So, y- yun ang naging mabagal ngayon dahil nininigusin pa nila yung mga department kung sa, para maibigay yung uh, economic package. Okay, so Chairman Morad, for instance, uh, kailan yung calendar for the next phase of decommissioning? Tapos because of these uh, complications, I assume gagalaw yung calendar. Is that correct? Yeah, supposed to be uh, within this year. Na meron ang susunod. 14,000. 14,000. Kaya lang, ito na nga, hindi, hindi kami... Ngayon, uh, we are still, we are now collecting. Pag, pati pag-collect namin ng pangalan, ay yung iba parang nagkukuan. Sabi niya, uh, bakit uh, magsusubit naman tayo ng pangalan? Then wala na rin, wala rin man nangyari. So we have to, uh, we have to find a way na talagang ma- makumbins itong mga decommissioned combatant na talagang kukuan sila. And then uh, another issue also, na hindi pa na kwan yung amnesty mm-hmm. kasi napagkasunduan yan na may declaration of amnesty pero hanggang ngayon wala pa ring amnesty at walang processing sa mga kaso ng mga combatant na, na may mga warrant of arrest so technically technically they can still be arrested despite the peace agreement oh kasi, yes kasi wala uh, amnesty eh. oh wala pa para silang kwan So, hindi na kuhan yung kaso nila. Meron pa silang warrant of arrest. Pero so, technically, you, they can arrest. Hmm. Okay, but when you talk about the top officials of the MILF, those who are part of the Bangsamoro Parliament, wala nang ano, walang pending cases? Uh, Or meron din? Sa mga kuhan, walang nakafile na pending cases sa mga kuhan. Yung, yung In mga court? nasa parliament. Oh. Okay, yung so, mga, so, so they're parliament. not facing any case or charges? Yeah, um, yung nasa ground ang meron. Meron mga cases. So, anong ginagawa nila ngayon? I mean, <laughs> I mean there's this ano, there's this concern that anytime uh, they no, can be arrested. Uh, Although kasi iba naman ang environment ngayon dyan, di ba? Oo oh, nga, medyo kwan naman. Ang, ang kwan na lang is uh, para makuhan lang sila, mabigyan lang, binigyan lang sila ng conduct pass. Ah, okay. Safe conduct pass. Nagwan, safe conduct pass para para lang they can move freely na meron sila may pakita na meron silang safe conduct pass how many y- combatants lang... how many combatants are we talking about those with pending cases and who are uh, supposed to be covered by the amnesty about siguro ng mga mga 2000 plus marami hanggang okay. doon sa oh So so yeah sir given the the concerns that you have isang aspect lang yan yung sa, of course that that is very mm. important normalization have you mm. uh, communicated with president Duterte and or congress regarding your request for an extension of the transition period uh wala pa sa ngayon ay wala pa kaming official na communication pero 
uh, we are thinking of reaching out to the president talagang ko na saka sa congress also uh, sa ngayon uh, na kami ng mga dialogue sa mga congressmen na parang pina inexplain namin sa kanila kung ano bakit namin gusto na sinusuportahan yung yung tungkol sa uh, extension kasi yun nga very fun Uh, uh, nakita natin na talagang kailangan talaga na mag, mayroon pa longer or else kasi very kwan eh halimbawa mabuti kung talagang siguradong manalo kami kasi kwan naman pero walang assurance yun kasi uh, anybody's game na pagka election na but pag hindi ang nangyari wala na yung ano yung mangyayari doon sa other aspect ng uh, negotiation I mean, so kailangan, oh, so sana ma, matapos yung term ng transition, matapos na rin yung term ng lahat, ng, ma-implement na rin lahat yung normalization process okay. para mag-coincide. Speaking of the 2022 elections, uh, at least on schedule, that is the first regular elections in the Bangsamoro. And you yourself mentioned, paano kung hindi na kayo manalo sa 2022? I mean, how much of this concern is affecting your governance now? I mean, I suppose na iisip niyo hindi ba? I mean, yeah. uh, you are in control of the new Bangsamoro government at this time. Pero mm. niya, pwede kayong matalo in 2022. So how much mm. of that concern is affecting your the way you're running the the region now? Actually, may may kwan. Uh, we feel very concerned kasi ang ang, ang tingin namin nag-start lang pa kami and then uh, parang uh, parang wala pa kaming uh, tangible na accomplishment talaga na may, may, may pakita namin. So, yun ang challenge namin na kung mag-election, baka kwan, sabihin na mga tao wala namang ginawa itong kwan. Because, but you cannot do it in three years only or so na makita na na meron ng kwan. Although we can do something meron na tayong may pakita. But then, uh, so ang mangyari, parang naghugas lang kami ng kamay na wala na yung kwan. So that is uh, very worrisome sa mga kwan. Uh, although, wala rin tayong magawa kung hindi na talaga kasi it is so part of the agreement. But kailangan i-push namin na within, before the election, talagang yung normalization track ay mag-complete natin. Oh. Before Pero the election. Pero ma- mahirap na. Masikip Before yata yung time frame. Masikip ang time frame. Oo nga. Oh. Masikip nga. Masikip masyado. Kasi marami masyado. So, so parang napag- ano, so, so, so parang yung situation nyo, both uh, an advantage and disadvantage. Advantage in the sense na you secured this peace agreement as MILF. You were given the opportunity to govern. You were provided resources. And then at the same time, the period is limited for the transition. Yeah, that is mm. the disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to talk about Cotabato City, uh, sir. <laughs> We know that this has been a recurring problem for you. I mean, <laughs> how do you solve uh, a problem like uh, Cotabato City? The problem being posed to you by Cotabato City, despite its inclusion in the plebiscite last year. I mean, technically, it's still not uh, under the BTA, di ba? Mm. Or the Bangsamoro Autonomous mm. Region. Actually, yan naman eh, kung, eh, kung titignan mo, uh, it's just a matter of uh, parang pinagbibigyan lang natin ng kwan. Kasi because kung titignan mo, automatic yan eh. Once na na-declare ng COMELEC ang resulta ng plebiscito in a certain area na nanalo, automatic na, wala nang ibang gagawin it becomes automatic na area na ng bar. Gaya ng 63 province, uh, barangays na nanalo ang kontyan. So, wala nang, wala nang, wala, kahit na ceremonial, wala. Kaya lang itong nangyari is, uh, unang pag-uusap namin sa Malacanang, may concern nga ang uh, city government. Dahil meron daw silang mga pro- programs na naka- uh, Naka, doon naka-download sa Region 12. So gusto nila tapusin muna yon 
So, nung mag-usap kami, last na mag-usap kami doon, so, ang nangyari, nag, uh, nag-intercede si na Secretary Anyo at saka si Secretary Galvez. So, kinausap nila si Mayor uh, at uh, uh, nagkasundo sila ni na Mayor na i-move na lang yung, gawin na lang transition yung pag-turnover sa Cotabato City. So, sabi nila, yung mga ibang national offices, si Kona, and then yung mismong uh, local government ay sa December na lang. December this year or next this year? year. This, year? Oh, this year? This year. Oh, 2020? This year. Matutuloy hmm. ba yan? Yun ang Pero matutuloy Now, uh, nag-usap mga kami na nitong Kwan na nagkaroon ng exchanges again ng Kwan. So, uh, Uh, initially, uh, nauna na Kwan, na Kwan na sabi nila, tuloy na, wala nang problema doon kasi napagkasunduan naman yon. And then, uh, ngayon, medyo nagkwan din yata si ang local government sa kay presidente, pero nagkaroon ng Kwan. But finally, uh, the last uh, Kwan is uh, matutuloy na by December. Yun December 2020. So, masasubsume na. Presidente. Okay, oh, ma-include kasi, na formally. Kasi, Kwan, uh, nag-create na sila ng technical working group para i-arrange kung paano mga Kwan sa by December. So, meron ng assurance ang presidente, meron ng assurance ang mga cabinet, kaya Secretary Galvez, na SND, so, uh, turnover na by Kwan. Pero they have a direct line ano? Do do you do you talk with uh, Mayor Cynthia Giani of Cotabato City? I mean nag-uusap ba kayo directly? Uh, nag-uusap din uh, although not uh, frequent, nag-uusap na rin na uh, pan. Uh, ako may mas uh, mas madalas na nagkakausap kami doon sa administrative officer niya. Mm. Kasi dating sa amin din 'yon, dating taga MILF din 'yon. Okay. Uh, finally, uh, Chairman Murad, let's talk about the, of course, this is a problem, a lingering problem, the the threat of, the continuing threat of uh, violent extremism in Muslim Mindanao. I mean, so far, how's the situation there? Of course, after Marawi, three years after the siege of Marawi. And of course, we know that there are still um, violent extremist groups there in the area, no? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. how are you addressing that as a group, as a As, as, as the leader of the new government? Actually, uh, the long track ang go namin, one is uh, we are opening dialogue to them. Kasi sabi namin, uh, mas maganda na yun uh, na i-invite na lang sila. Makasakaling mag-convince sila. So we're opening dialogue sa kanila. Pero at the same time naman, is uh, yung security measures ay, uh, Kwan, uh, uh, we are also trying to uh, ensure na yung security measures ay hindi ma-relax. Kasi, Kwan, so, uh, sa panig ng Kwan, itong dito, B, uh, Bangsamoro, ano nga yun, Freedom Fighters, ay tatlong paksyon ang Kwan nila. Sina Abu Turaifi? Si Ismail Kwan, Abu Bakar, and then si Kadialan. So, meron kaming line of Kwan, dialogue sa tatlong grupo, both kay Kwan. Medyo Kwan, meron nang naka-understanding noon sa grupo ni Kadialan at Ismail Kwan. Abu Bakar, yun sa kaya Abu Turaifi lang medyo kwan kasi parang mayroong mga kwan, presence of uh, uh, kwan, presence of uh, foreign kwan elements. Uh, ISIS? Nandiyan, Are you talking of ISIS? Oh, nandiyan sa kanila. So, so extreme talaga uh, yun? Extreme yung grupo? Uh, medyo, pero kwan naman, uh, ang tingin namin is uh, hindi naman malaki yung grupo nila. Uh, so sa ngayon uh, hindi pa completely neutralized kasi meron pa rin nangyayari na kwan 
But then, uh, malaking pan, malaking uh, binabaan ng mga incidente, ng violent incident. Sa Abu Sayyaf, ang problema natin sa Abu Sayyaf ay eh, wala nang kwan. Parang wala nang uh, command uh, structure. Kasi kanya-kanya na sila. So hindi mo na alam kung sinong kakausapin mo. Kasi uh, wala nang kwan. But ang ginawa rin namin is uh, uh, nagpana nag, kami sa mga kasamahan namin doon na kausapin na lang ninyo sila either by group or individually uh, kausapin na lang and then uh, para pag, magtulungan na lang na kwan. So dyan lang na meron medyo mahirap lalo na sa Sulu kaya ngayon pa yung mga suicide bombing na nangyari last time. Uh, pero sa ibang area, uh, sa Marawi area, uh, nag-subside na. Ang tingin namin, Juana, uh, very, very uh, remote na siguro na ma-repeat pa yung nangyari sa Marawi City. Okay. Well, of course, sir, we're all hoping for the success of this uh, peace process in the Bangsamoro. Especially yeah. that, uh, mm. of course, things are... Uh, starting to get back to normal and also resources are pouring yeah. in mm-hmm. and of course governance mm-hmm. is getting uh, uh, is on track basically well thank you very mm-hmm. much uh, Chairman uh, mm-hmm. Alhaj Murad Ibrahim for joining us on this inaugural uh, podcast for our special series on the Bangsamoro thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching uh, it's a pleasure sir to talk about the peace process with you thank you thank you very much Professor.